Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm glad you're here. So today's episode is another example of great connections. So if you've been listening to the show, you heard Nina Klim's episode. She is the star of Bravo's latest TV show, Flipping Exes. And Nina talked authentically and courageously about her story and one of the names that she mentioned several times was someone who helped her get her start was Dee Brown. And Dee went on to marry Tammy Brown and have a daughter, Lexi Brown. Actually, they had several ch- several children that Lexi's going to talk about today. But Lexi's on the show today. And Nina, when she introduced me to Lexi, said, she's the first baby I ever held which might not mean much to you. So let me introduce you to Lexi Brown in a way that you might recognize. So Lexi was the ninth overall pick in the 2018 WNBA draft. She played college basketball at the University of Maryland and Duke University. And she's currently a guard with the Minnesota Lynx. And we sat down to talk about what it's like to be in the stage of your career at just 24 years old, where you're really needing to make big decisions about what comes next. And it's a perfect example of how we can often look at other people's lives and think, oh, that must be easier, or she must have it all figured out. But here's a star in the WNBA who's also got some head trash and got some challenges and some things that she needs to work through reflection. She'll also talk to you a lot about what it means to be connected in the WNBA and what it means to connect with her fans. I think you're just going to love Lexi. Here we go. Hey, Lexi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Super good. So we had a fun little scheduling snafu recently (laughs) that landed us in the same room in Indianapolis. I know. Perfect. I love it. It's a blessing. It is a blessing. I know. And it's like, we were supposed to do this, what, over the computer? Yeah. Which would not have been nearly as much fun. Yeah. This is awesome. And I just happened to be in Indianapolis and I forgot that you lived in Indianapolis. (laughs) And here we are. I know you give me the schedule. Like, well, I'm in Indiana on this day. I'm like, uh, Uh, yeah, me too. (laughs) So what are you here for? Um, We have a game tomorrow night against Indiana Fever. Um, So we flew in uh, this morning, had practice, and now we're just hanging out and getting ready for our game tomorrow. So in some ways, people here in Indianapolis, because I'm an Indianapolis girl, might think I'm fraternizing with the, with the enemy right. today, right? Yeah. So you're going, like a, going against our girls tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and we got them. We beat them last time we were here. So it's going to be a really good game for sure. So you just came from practice. Yes. How'd it go? It was good. I mean, practicing after flights are tough. But, oh, you, you know, flew in and went straight to the gym. Straight to the gym. Ugh. And yeah, it was a little rough, but, you know, we made it through. We had a lock in mentally. It wasn't long. Um, so we just had a we had a really hard week of practice because we didn't um, we were one of the few teams that didn't play at all this week. So Saturday's our first game since All Star break. So we you know we worked we worked really hard this week, and today was kind of a low key type of day. And now we're just chilling. All right, and you were coming off of a nice little break in Miami, oh, hanging yes. out with some friends. Yes, the beach, the sun, it was great. You Much needed, needed. It. Yes. yeah. 
But you mentioned, you know, you lock in mentally now, yeah. which is a big part of Absolutely. life, but specifically sports and yeah, athletics and it's, for sure. We're, um, this is, I guess, technically the second half of our season and we're, you know, fighting for a playoff spot right now. And I think that, um, you know, everyone just needed a little mental break. You know, this season has been a grind for everybody. So I think we're just really excited to get back out there and, you know, and finish the season strong. Okay. So we need to highlight that because one of the things that we talk about as high achieving women is you need a freaking break. Yeah. And and you as a professional athlete, this is what you do. You need a break too. Yeah. Like that's big. Yeah. And then as as women basketball players, we like very rarely get a break. So a lot of us play WNBA, which is uh, May to September, October. And then we pack our bags and go straight overseas, mm-hmm. like right after the season ends, go over there from September to May. And then we're back in the WNBA and it's just like continuous, like basketball, basketball, basketball. Right. And, you know, we love it and it's fun. I mean, it's hard. So yeah, that little four day, five day all-star break that we get, you know, everyone, I saw everybody, you know, kind of just having their chill time and, you know, spending time with their family, going on vacations to Miami like me and <laughs> um, just having a good time. And if you want to see pics of that, your Instagram oh, is super fun. Yes. <laughs> I came back and all my teams were like, did you take enough pictures when you were in Miami? I was like, yeah, I know y'all saw them. Can you like them? please. Jeez. Instead of making fun of me. Y'all knew I was going to have pictures. Y'all knew it. Well, and that brings up a point that you and I talked about before we jumped on air is that, you know, you are a little different than the stereotypical WNBA player. Like you're the girly girl. Yeah. Yeah. Girly girl. I got my pink nails (laughs) and you know, my eyelashes and all of our, our fans are always like, how do you play with those nails? Like, how do you play with those lashes? Do they come off? I'm like, no, they're extensions. So they're not going to come off. I pay good money to make sure (laughs) they did. I mean, when they like, I mean, obviously they fall off like over time, but I got hit in the face one game and I like felt my lash. I I like had a clump in my finger and I looked at my teammates and I was like, my lashes. And they're like, Lexi, really? We're in the middle of a game. Like, Lock in, I Lexi, so get mad. it together. So I like literally the next day I called my girl Jazz who does my lashes and I was like, I need you like now. And I went in there. She's like, holy crap. Like what happened? Like I can see where it fell. I said, I got hit. Oh my gosh. She's like, I cannot believe that. But yeah, so they make fun of me all the time, but it's all fun. Like one of my teammates, Simone, calls me Beyonce, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I'm not hating that. It's fine. But that's another good point for our listeners that we talk about a fair amount on this podcast is that each of us has very unique gifts and talents and that we can't lump things into a stereotypical look at things and compare each other. So you don't have any sense or need to be like everybody else. You're doing your own thing and that's good with you and your teammates. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like the biggest tomboy ever until like I was 14. And then I don't know, like a switch happened. Like because you met a boy probably. uh, Maybe. Or (laughs) I was like, I'm tired of being treated like a boy. So let me like turn into a girl. Like I played video games and all of a sudden I didn't know how to play video games anymore. And I'm like, is this what happens like when you like grow up like those hormones kick in and all kinds of crazy crap starts happening my fingers like stopped working on the controller (laughs) so I'm like let me just put this down and now all I can play is Mario Kart so like a little kid (laughs) you lost all your skills (laughs) literally all of them but um yeah I just grew up to be like really girly and my mom is pretty she's kind of in the middle and then my sisters are pretty girly so and then we have a little brother and he's he's the best but he's not girly he was girly. We were a little concerned a little bit being around <laughs> girls all his whole life. But he's grown up to be, He's you coming know. to his oh, own yeah. now. Because we were like... Because he probably met a girl too. <laughs> probably. Multiple girls. He's a little ladies' Ooh. man. I'm, I'm worried. 
well, and he's a little sweetheart. You know, you know. And my mom would. Well, he kill knows how me. to operate around girls because yeah, you're all he's like him the well. best communicator. I'm like, you need to teach some of my friends that are grown how to communicate yeah. because they don't know how. We can build an online class for him. Maybe. Yeah, I can no, help you with he's that. like the best communicator. He can talk to little babies. He can talk to like toddlers with grown people. It's like so hilarious. It's a gift. Yeah, it's he's like. I miss him. I can't wait to see him. Well, and you know, that brings up another good point is you are a, you are a family person. Yeah. So Huge. one of our common friends, Nina Clem, who's on the show as well, she introduced us. And one of the first things she said to me about you is she is her, her and her family. They're super close and just, it's a part of who you are. Yeah. And I remember um, having Christina just around when I was younger, because her and my mom are like best friends. And um, you're the first baby she ever held in yeah, her life. I remember because I didn't realize how much younger Christina was than my mom till later, because she was just always like with my mom hanging out and then I was like with them like I was grown like them like my mom was like you were like one of our girlfriends when you were one so it was like um watching her you know grow up and now she has her like show and stuff yeah we're talking about you call her Christina that's and and she's Nina Klim Mm -hmm. to all of us now that she's got her own Bravo TV show flipping exes yes so cool and I wish that I knew because I wanted to be on it just make a little cameo. Well, season two. Yeah. Maybe we, we, maybe we can both get she a She tried spot. to get my mom and my mom's like, no, my mom does not do like cameras, TV. And she's like gorgeous. And we, nobody understands it, but. Everybody's different. Yeah. So your family, you grew up with basketball around you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my dad played professionally and then my mom played in college, but like we have no video evidence of that mom. <laughs> Just pictures. Picker, it didn't happen, <laughs> we mom. Have, we don't have any like <laughs> video proof that you <laughs> were good. And I'm just playing. Oh, no, but fun. she knows like so much. And she, you know, she's the one who like holds me accountable the most. And, you know, my dad just, you know, taught me all my skills. And, you know, we, we, he was the one who was with me all the hours in the gym. And, you know, my mom would come in, you know, and sit, chill, leave, come back. We'd still be in there working. But, um, you know, everything that I've accomplished and everything that I've achieved, you know, I couldn't have done it without them. And, you know, my dad really like built me from like the ground up. Cause when I first started, I was terrible. I was awful. And my dad was just like, are you sure you want to Well, play you this? were just starting out. Well, how old were you? I was seven or eight, but like. Okay. I don't even, know many seven and eight year olds. that. But are, even when I got to like 12, 13. Oh, well, okay. He was like, <laughs> he was like, eh, do you want to do something else? But I mean, that's where that work ethic kicked in. And um, you wanted to do this. I think that's yeah. an important thing for listeners to hear as well is we've talked a little bit before your parents have done a really great job of, of honing on the, the interest and desires of each child individually. Yeah. So it wasn't like, because they were basketball players, they right. were creating another little generation of, yeah, you exactly. wanted to do yeah. this. Everyone is like fallen life. into their own little thing, which has been really cool to see. Now everyone's older and everyone has like their own personalities mm-hmm. and their own style. But it's funny because um, Lonnie and Lissa are the, my sisters. So they're the middle too, and then me and my brother are the outside too. So my parents call us the bookends because oh, yeah. he said that we're like identical of each other. Like it's like it's crazy. And I'm not around my brother all the time, but my dad has been with him for the last month, like traveling and doing AAU stuff. And my dad was like, "It's literally like watching you all over again." Oh, and that's it's so fun. funny because he's a boy, so it's so funny. But he's like, "You guys act the exact same, like even off the court." He's like, "You guys are so alike. It's." crazy and then Lonnie and Lissa are really alike and I don't think they realize how alike they are yeah. but they like they don't want to think they're alike probably yeah, at this age but they're so similar and you know they're so adorable and 
You know, everyone has like their own thing in our family. And it's like really cool, um, you know, to see everyone branching out and doing their own their own thing for sure. And that's got to be a tough spot, though, to be following, you know, your mom and dad who have been great in this sport. And how has that has that felt like pressure for, for you to mm-hmm. be great? Um, how has that played positively and negatively? Yeah, I, would I say? mean, there's really like no pressure because. Like I said earlier, being a girl, you know, it's a little different. Like you're not, I get compared to my dad sometimes, but like not like how my brother probably is going to get compared to him. And I think the best thing is like the most positive thing that's come out of it is he just has so much experience and knowledge and he just loves to share it with me and like everybody that he comes across. Um, So I don't think there's, there hasn't been anything really negative about, you know, both of them being basketball players. The only thing negative I would say about my dad is just that he was traveling all the time and like he's been gone a lot and, you know, him and my mom don't live in the same place right now because of his job. But um, you know, she's holding it down in Atlanta while he's in LA, you know, working. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's in Atlanta right now, actually. Or he just left. So he goes, he leaves, then I go, he's not there. Aww. And then I go to LA in a couple of weeks and he's in Atlanta. <laughs> so like well, we always a, are like missing each other. And, and that's another good point is, you know, it's easy to glamorize, you know, sports, professional sports, especially. And there's a downside to it yeah. too, right? There's a cost in, in you're working hard and you're doing your thing, but you, you don't get to spend as much time yeah, together as like, you'd like you're to. always on the move and, um, I wouldn't say it's like normal to me, but it's kind of normal to me yeah. because it's like how we grew up. So like people are like, how like, how do you deal with like not seeing your parents like together all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's just you just is, you're intentional about yeah, your relationship. It's just yeah. what we it's what we do. It's how we do it. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't we're like probably one of the most tight knit families. And you people wouldn't even know that my dad lives on the other side of the country. Well, and it's I, I always like to remind people that there is no normal. Right. Normal is a set of circumstances that someone has created for themselves to make themselves feel comfortable. But your normal is different than my normal. And so there really is no normal. Yeah. So like I couldn't even like I couldn't imagine coming home like every day of my whole life and seeing like both of my parents like at the (laughs) dinner table. Like if that happened, we would be like. Why are y'all Why here? Is something bad like, happened? Even when my dad like is in town, my mom's like, don't you have something to like do? Like, <laughs> Maybe that's the secret yeah. to your family's success. So it's so funny because like I have like a lot of friends who just have their parents who like just they work, they come home, they like have dinner together. And I'm like, that's just never been something that we did. And, yeah. and you know, that's like you said, everyone's normal is different. But yeah, it's like family dinners and stuff like that. Like it's an event, like if that happens. And, that, and that's important because as a lot of our listeners are career moms, working moms. And there's a, there's mom guilt, like it's a thing. Right. And so this idea that there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it is what really trips a lot of us up. Mm -hmm. And for you to even say that is so important for a mom to hear, like how you invest in loving your child is your individual relationship with that child. There's no standard. There's no, like, this is right and wrong. Yeah. And my mom was a, my mom was a stay at home mom. So like, her pushing me to, you know, go achieve my goal. She's like, don't worry. You're going to get married. Don't worry about it. You're going to have kids. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, mom, like you got married at 22. You had me at 23. Like, what are you saying? She's like, don't you? I mean, I was like, she's like, I mean, I wish I was like, you wish what you wish you didn't have me. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's nice to have a mom that, you know, 
was, you know, holding it down, you know, taking care of us while my dad, you know, was living out his dreams and stuff. Um, and now she's pushing me to do the same. And, you know, she's not, yeah. like you said, guilty me that when, where are my grandkids? Where are this? Where are that? Like, I don't hear any of that. Well, yeah, you got, you got a smidge of a minute to, to make all that happen. Yeah. But that brings up another point that we talked about earlier is you are at that stage of your career where you're starting to think about the future and how basketball either does or doesn't play into this because, you're you're saying to yourself, gosh, can I get married and have kids and do basketball? Right. Talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, now I'm at this age. Finally, it's clicked. I'm like, okay, I'm 24. It is normal that people are getting married, Lex. It is normal that people are having mm-hmm. kids. Like, you're not in college anymore. Yeah. So, like, when I first graduated and I'm seeing, like, people from middle school and stuff, like, getting married and having kids. I was like, what is going on? Like, why are people doing this? I'm like, because we're old. Like, see, that's why we're getting older. Um, It is weird when it happens. My son is 21, mm -hmm. and a a good friend of his, they've been friends since seventh grade. Yeah. Just, you know, bought a house, and he and his girlfriend are living together. And and my son will come home, and he'll say, do you know, like— Jack wants air freshener for Christmas <laughs> to go in his new house. And we just like laugh. We're like, what like is happening? What crazy. happened to Pokemon? And, exactly. You know? <laughs> like I was in my best, I was like in my best friend's wedding. I was a junior in college and she had graduated and she she got married and I was one of her bridesmaids. And I was like, what is this happening? Is weird. And she just had a baby and I sent her a baby present. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's coming. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to try and factor in, you know, things like that. And I was having a conversation with somebody and he was basically like, he was like, women have it hard because like, you don't really have time to like, be like, oh, I'll just see. Like, we'll mm-hmm. see. But you have to like, like things like having kids and mm-hmm. starting a family. Like you can't yeah, just, there's be an like, expiration date on that yeah, decision. You can't just be point. like, okay, let me just go do it. Yeah. Like you have to plan out what your career is looking like. If you can take a break and have a kid. And yeah, then cause we in. talked about this too, that in basketball, it's not like you can say, Hey, I'm going on a sabbatical. Right. Um, hold this spot on the team and for honestly, me. Honestly, how I feel about it with being an athlete is like, you kind of have to like make your mark for them to be okay with mm. you going to have a baby. Right. So right. like Skylar, who plays for Dallas, she was probably one of the best players in the league at the time. And then she got pregnant and everyone was like, okay, congrats. Your spot will be here when you get back. But someone who's not as good as her mm-hmm. and they go have a baby, like her spot, spot, filled. Her spot might not be there when she gets right. back. So it's like, you have to put your career first for a little bit, you know, carve out that time mm-hmm. for yourself to go, you know, fulfill some of your I mean I don't want to call them I mean yeah I, I have always dreamed of having like a big family like I want to have daughters and little boy I just want I just want like a little squad like that's <laughs> like I really just want a little squad everyone's like like how many kids do you want I'm like like four or five and they're like what I'm like well I have three siblings so like I, we have a little squad so I want to have a little squad and I hope that my sisters and brother have squads too because I want them to have like so all you can all get together. yes I want it all yeah but you know like is it do I have to start because like my sister's 22 so like she's getting there to that age where she's like do I want to like start finding looking for my husband and do I want to have this job do I want to move here like she's like planning out her next like career move like she wants to move to Nashville and I'm like you can't you can't leave and like go live by yourself like you're still my little sister (laughs) so she lives with my aunt right now in Orlando so she's still like locked in with us Mm -hmm. in a way um 
But if she like moves away by herself, I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> well, you know, this, this is so important that you're saying that you're having these conversations in your head and these challenges to think about what's next, because we all get in our own heads and we think it's just us yeah. that feels that way. And here you are, uh, you know, professional athlete for, for most people looking at you would be like, dang, she's got it figured out. Yeah. Look what she's done. She's really, she's killing it. She's, she's amazing. And you are saying, okay, but what's what, next? What's next? Yeah. What, what do I, I mean, we all do that. Yeah. And I feel like for women, like I said, it's harder because there's so many things that can impact your life, like just your life. But like being pregnant, like we keep going back to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's eight months of your of your year. Nine probably. Nine <laughs> ish. Well, I don't See, know. I don't know. That's why I don't have. That's why I shouldn't have a kid. I don't even know how long no, you're pregnant. No, it's fine. But um, God has them show up whenever it's time. <laughs> yeah. So, it's so fine. like you have that, and then okay, being an athlete now, how am I going to get back in shape? but take care of the baby. And every girl thinks about how am I going to get back in shape? Yours is just for your career. Yeah, Yeah. and then some, I mean, some moms are just like, you know what, just forget it. This is just what I'm going to be like from now on. But you know, this message is so important because all of us have these same fears, apprehensions, challenges, and they just manifest differently for each of our situations. And But we're all, the more I think we talk about those things, mm-hmm. the more comforting it is to think, oh, everybody is yeah. kind of challenged. And I know everyone's too. going through their own things and everyone, no one knows what the future is holding for them. Right. And if you did, then, I mean, t- share it with me, please, because I would love <laughs> to know what, what I'm going to be doing in five years. That'd be great to know. But um, I think you just have to, you know, trust God's timing. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's what my mom tells me. And she's like, stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Like, she's a good mom. Yeah, that's what she's, she's like, you. you don't want a kid. I promise you, you don't want a kid right now. Like you're finally hitting your stride in your career. Like this is what you worked your whole life for. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about what's next right now. Do you do, do you enjoy this moment? Because I think that's the thing that is for all of us, but especially for, for a professional athlete is you've talked about, you know, always wanting to get to the next level, always yeah. striving to be better. Are you finding those moments where you think, damn, I'm killing it. Yeah. Are you enjoying some yeah. stuff? There are that- like times where I'm just like, I'm like really like, this is what little 10 year old Lexi wanted to oh, do so when she was older and I'm doing it. And then there's some days where I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> I want to stop. Like I want to quit. Like there's always moments like that, but like the good, mom- the good moments are like so good. Um, and then like, of course, make my parents proud. Like they're mm-hmm. so proud that like we made it to this, to this level because we work so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices that I made and they made and my, my, even my siblings made a lot of sacrifices for me to get here. Um, so, you know, sometimes I just have to like, just remember how blessed I am to have like the support system I have. And, you know, cause like you said, you don't do anything by yourself. And if you do, it, it's really difficult and you don't have anybody to share the moment with. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to be able to share these moments with them. Oh, I love that. Because yeah. so so often we are trying to get the, to the next place yeah. that we don't take that moment. Just yeah, go, exactly. Mm. I love that you said, and that's this is what 10-year-old Lexi was dreaming <laughs> really? about. Yeah. And it was nice because, you know, the WNBA was like, still in its like infancy when I was younger, but I still had a WNBA to watch. Like I have teammates that like didn't have a league that they looked up to. Oh, wow. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Cause the league is only 22, 23 years I old. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So yeah. like, this was like literally like, I want to be in WNBA and I know t- my teammates were like, well, I just want to be in the NBA. But, like, so think about this. There's a 10 year old Lexi somewhere right now. Yes. And I you hope are her inspiration. A little girly girl that loves basketball because I didn't see a lot of those when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that 
this stereotype, it's not going to go anywhere. And like, there's nothing wrong with it because there's so many amazing women in this league. Um, but I feel like my, well, I guess I don't want to call it a stereotype, but like this girly basketball player, like it's becoming like a thing and I've seen, I've seen it more and more and I love it. And I hope that it like encourages more girls to, you know, play basketball instead of like, you know, cheerleading and vol. Like we lose so many girls to volleyball. <laughs> no shade I though, see, right? No, yeah, so, no volleyball. Fine. Yeah. I love volleyball, but I see so many of these tall girls and I'm like, she probably plays volleyball. Well, and, and I hadn't thought about this either, but this is a real thing. So there is that stereotype and you are one of the ones that are saying, no, you can be a girly yeah. girl in the WNBA yeah. and it's all good. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about be, that yeah, aspect of it. You can be it. beautiful and you can show your style. And this year in particular, um, the WNBA has like done a really good job of showcasing everyone's like personal styles, which has been mm-hmm. really cool to see because like, like I said, they're like some amazing women in this league. And I feel like, in the past, like they haven't highlighted anybody but like the big names or like the stars or like the veterans that have been in the league. So like everybody knows. But now we're seeing like third year players, first year players, mm-hmm. fourth year players like getting highlighted. But like for their, you know, work in the community, like their oh, style, yeah. you know, their kids, their families, how like them being moms. Like it's awesome. Like I love like the direction that the WNBA is going. And I hope that we continue this way because like we have a long way to go, but like the strides that we've made in the last like two years has been really great. Oh, I love that. Cause yeah. that's all about their story. It's exactly. not just about the stats. And I think that it's they're the finally sharing stories and like as women, like people have so many, there's so many different walks of lives in this, in this league, you know, we have we have moms we have aunts we have you know sisters you know people who um like my my teammate is studying to be um she's she wants to like work in like funeral homes and oh my stuff. gosh like she's in she's like in class right now for that like that's her that's her passion her and it's been her passion since she's been little and i didn't know that because i'm new to this team but like i had no idea that's what she had an interest in to like became her teammate but like things like that should be shared like Absolutely. Yeah. Because at some point you aren't going to be yeah, done with basketball. Exactly. At some point. And that's another good point that we all have these unique gifts and talents. And it's not that we just all of a sudden at a certain age know exactly what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. You take on different interests and, right. and things and you explore exactly. different avenues. And yeah. And I've learned so much about um, my teammates and, you know, players on other teams just through the way the WNBA has just like marketed us this season and it's like I'm like oh I really would like to get to know this player I really want to get to know this player because like she seems cool and I like I want to ask her about like how she's doing this and and things like that so it's like it's been awesome to see and um I think the stereotype is 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 it's not gonna go away but it's like it's getting a little yeah it's definitely shifting we just had another way. guest, um, Katie Hargett, who has a, she's been in the motorsports her whole mm-hmm. life since she was nine years old. And she raced and then she was a pit reporter at the Indianapolis 500. Oh, wow. And she has started a, a foundation or a nonprofit that is called Fuel the Female. And she's bringing girls in from Indianapolis schools and showing them all the various careers that women have inside motorsports. And same oh, thing, it's like awesome. highlighting this story that it's more than just a couple of drivers, women drivers right. that have made it. There there's lots of careers available yeah. for women that we need to showcase and yeah. tell those stories. And this is like the the time of like women empowerment. And I think this, this like voice that these, all these women have now, like, I love it. And I feel like the 
the WNBA has been one of the most like progressive leagues, you know, speaking up on social issues and things like that. Like my coach, she's like awesome. Like we had a meeting um, with a lot of, what was it? Like doctors and just all these like badass women pretty much. Nice. Like we like, we're just all in a room with them just talking. And my coach like had her little speech and basically she was like, like, this is like the time of the women, like, Mm -hmm. and men, you know, they're in power, you know, even some of these women in power, but she's like, she said, she said women, she said companies that have women in the C-suites, like do way better than, than businesses and companies Return on shareholder value is higher. And like, I'm like, what more do you need to see? Like, I like just the sexism (laughs) in our country. Like I, like I don't understand it because like there is proof that, you know, we can do everything that men can do. We can do some things better than men can do, but it's like, we're women. So they're like, no, but I feel like there's been so much growth um, in our country, in our sports. You know, you look at the women's soccer team, you know, I think they're been amazing and, you know, all they had to do. I mean, Winning the World Cup or whatever they just won is is not easy. They made it look very easy, but it is not. And, you know, and no one can say anything to them because they're pretty much like, well, we won. Like, we're the best team in the world. Like, what are you guys going to say? Like, yeah. you literally can't say anything. And it is fun to watch that because it's not just about winning, but it's the story behind it. Right. And you're a big part of that now for the next generation. That, exactly. That your story is going to be out there. Yeah, and I just love um seeing like the little girls you know just out there doing their thing whether it's on the basketball court just in life um just confidence i just see like a new glow you yeah. know with the young girls and with women like i just feel like everyone is more confident yes yeah. for sure so besides family when you reach out and you think about connection and and those people that have been uh, a part of your story and a part of supporting you in the ups and downs because by the way every profession has that like some right. days are the best days and some days are exactly. the worst days right so besides family now that you're getting into you know your adult years are there certain people that you are leaning on in that other women that are you kind of banded together as yeah a- I mean my obviously I tell my my mom everything like she's my best friend she's my therapist she's everything mm-hmm. um you know I have like a handful of like really really close friends that I have um that I met during I have one best friend that I've known since middle school her name is Kylie and she plays professionally too she's in australia right now and she's like doing her thing she just started um she like is a solo traveler as well so she's like managed what does that mean so she goes on trips by herself oh i I love that yeah so in what is it july so in December, she found a team in Germany to play for, but it wasn't like a super intense team. So like she had like a lot of off days. So she would like just go get her stuff and like go to different countries. Like and like she made like blogs and and um she just started a she just started a website and it's basically like travel tips and how to plan birthdays and like she's like like I want, like I hope that she like becomes like a party planner or something, an <laughs> event planner because she's so good at it. Because, um, but there's another example. Okay, so she's an, a WNBA player as well. No, right? she's no? not WNBA. Oh, okay. but she plays overseas. Okay, but she's, yeah, yeah. here she is. You know, a basketball player playing overseas, yeah. and also. By the way, she's a party planner. Yeah. And like, that's, literally. That's a story solo that traveler, vlogger. Yeah. Like, she's like really like trying to get her thing going. And I'm like, I'm so proud of her. And I and like, I was so afraid for her because she is like kind of one of those like one foot in. Like, she's kind of like, she's like a very careful person. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she like just got her stuff and moved to Germany, like doing her thing. And I was like, 
you go, girl. And I wish, because when I was overseas, like I had practice like every day and I was like, I went overseas thinking I was gonna have all this time to like go traveling and I didn't. So I was like living vicariously through her. And so now she's in Australia. She went to like the Great Barrier Reef. Like she's like living her best life right now. And, and that's I, like, so great I'm, that you can support her in that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so proud of her and like what she's doing. So she'll be back in the States, I think in like two weeks. Um, and then I think she's like gonna just stay home for a little bit and go back to her, her next, next adventure. adventure. Yeah. yeah, and it's like awesome. been really nice to see. And so she's definitely my best friend and we've been close since... 13, 14 years old. We're on the same team together. Um, and then the rest of my really good friends I've, I've met in college. And like, you really do meet like some of your best friends in college. And yeah. it's like, you go through like so much nonsense and then you come out at the end and you're like, yes, we did it. Cause that's a part of your life that it's just a weird maturation <laughs> so time. You're trying to figure everything out. <laughs> it's so weird. But then like we're in real life and we're like, we don't like this. Can we go back to school? <laughs> Like adulting sucks. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, I'm playing, I have a friend who, um, she went to law school and now she's practicing law. My other best friend I was telling you about who got married, has a baby. Um, so, so like your paths are very different. Yeah. And, but we like all manage to stay in touch and, you know, support each other from a distance. So it's like really nice to see everyone like growing up and, you know, doing their thing and, and just still loving each other. And, you know, but yeah, Kylie, I'm super proud of her because, you know, she really like worked her butt off to, you know, get all this together. And she takes she takes like a tripod with her places and she just like has her own photo shoots like in the middle of the little street. I'm fun. like, this is great. But that's another important part of our lives everywhere you are, whether you're in sports or an entrepreneur or a business, is to have people that have different lives than yours to right. give you different perspectives. Exactly. Right. You so, can't be around someone who's just like you. No. One that's boring. And like you need to have someone that maybe challenges how you think. Yeah. And maybe not challenged in like a negative way. But yeah, sometimes you do have to, you know, change the way you think about things. Yeah. And you don't want to be stuck in, in one way of thinking because that's not, you don't grow that way. Yeah. So you want to be around people that inspire you and, you know, encourage you to grow as like a person. And, you know, of course, be nice. Like I see so many people who are just not nice. I'm like, why? And it's not that hard to be nice. It's so easy it's to just, be nice. Absolutely. I'm like, why are you not a nice person? Well, and when you reach out and, and build relationships with people that are completely different than you, I, I get so excited by that, by yeah. learning about different people's lives. And, exactly. and, you know, I'm sure your friend that's, you know, been studying to be in law, her life is completely different yeah. than yours and, and the challenges are different and you, you're able to share and how that looks yeah. like that's big. Yeah. And it's funny. It's always funny to know like where we met, like there was a point where our lives were like pretty similar. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden everyone's lives are so different within a couple of years. So, and being able to support those differences right. and, and cheering each other on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What are you most excited about coming up in the future? I know you've got your challenges where you're thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's one thing, but what are you most excited about as you think about the future? I am excited. Well, I am going overseas to play in Israel. So I'm excited to go there. When do you leave? I don't know. I think either end of September or early October. So I'm like, I didn't think I was going to be excited to go back overseas, but I found like a team and a place where like I will have like a really good time and be able to like live my best life while playing basketball instead of feeling like I'm like in jail. Like that's how I felt last <laughs> year in Hungary. <laughs> Had a great time, but sometimes I felt like I was in prison. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm just really excited to see like, how I grow as a person after having like, okay, so last summer, the last team I was on, like was the worst. Like 
I was just so miserable and I was like around people that I just felt like just didn't want me to succeed and just wasn't supportive and like everything I did was wrong. And I'm like, I just don't fit, fit Mm. in here. So, you know, I had to come off a summer dealing with that and then go overseas and have the rest of the year, like trying to get that off my shoulder. Mm. Now I had, had a summer that I'm like having a great time. I love my teammates. I love the team I'm on. The organization is amazing. The city's awesome. Now, how am I going to like move forward from having a summer like this? Like, cause I grew a lot as a person last year based on a lot of negative Those energy I had. Yeah. So now that's where the biggest growth comes from is in the hard parts. Right. So now I want to see how I grow having all this positive Mm. energy coming with me. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, And that's another great point for people to, to realize is again, here you are, you know, living your best life, but you have these challenges that you're growing and you're trying to figure out what the next season literally and figuratively (laughs) looks like. Exactly. We all have this, but we oftentimes that little voice in our head, we think it's just us that are feeling that way. And, and everybody I've ever interviewed has had said that thing where it's like, I'm just trying to figure out what's next. I mean, if everyone had everything figured out, then this world would be better place I'm uh, sure I don't know or maybe not <laughs> or it would be know. terrible I don't know <laughs> what do you want the listeners to know about WNBA how can we how can we best other than just coming to the games yeah. and seeing and hearing the stories and, and supporting y'all what else would you like to to share with yeah I just would that? like for more people to not judge it from whatever first impression they get, whether it's good or bad, I think you need to dive in a little bit, get to like find a team that's just find a team, pick a random team or pick a player and follow them. Because I feel like our league in in particular is the most like accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have like a lot of like girls who like love using social media and they'll like talk to fans on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And like they're, really hilarious and they're goofy and you know they get in arguments with trolls on Twitter <laughs> like I'm guilty of doing that a couple times but I feel like I don't know what it is about us but like we just love feeling connected to our supporters mm-hmm. because we know like we're in a fight right now yeah for like support for more money for um you know more respect so the people that do support us and love us and you know come to our games and stuff like we always want to show them how appreciative we are so i feel like a lot of people don't know that about our league because sometimes people are like all you guys do is complain about money and blah 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 i'm like okay we'll get past that (laughs) i was gonna say and rightfully so yeah i'm like okay get past that and come check out a game and you'll see a lot of personalities and you'll see a lot of fun and even our our fans and our supporters are like really awesome people and like I said like so accessible like you like my like I have like little girls like message me sometimes I mean it's a lot of like I get a lot of messages but sometimes I'll be like okay let me just let me reply to this one yeah and I know a lot of my friends like do the same thing so it's like I mean I would just say like just come to a game or turn a game on and you know just just give it a chance because I feel like a lot of people "Ah, women's sports I I would never watch women's sports, but like you might be like a lot of people that have come to our games are like pleasantly surprised. Mm. Our game, if you would like to follow a team, follow our team. Those are the links. And if you like to come to a game, come to a links game because our games are lit and people have like a really good time. And I've invited so many people that I've met in Minnesota to our games. And they're like, oh my God, that was so fun. I had no idea women's basketball games were like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, that. You guys are so tough. You guys are fun to watch. So, you know, I love like bringing new people, you know, into our world. And I have to say, even if you're, if you're raising 
young girls, and even if they're not interested in basketball, yeah. just to see you and your stories and yeah. your courage and your heart and all of that would be yeah. inspiring. You for never any know, young girl. like what a young girl is going to latch onto. Yeah, watching a game, watching you, how you interact with your teammates, how you interact with your coach, how you warm up, how you carry yourself on the court. It might stand out to one little girl and, you know, you could change that one little girl's life. And, you know, that's all, that's all I would, if I could change one person's life for the better, you know, it makes me feel good Amen. for sure. And, and, you know, just like I mentioned, Katie Hargett with Fuel the Female for Motorsports, she couldn't believe how many girls who live right in Indianapolis where the Indianapolis 500, the greatest spectacle in racing right. is right there. How many of them had never been to the track. Yeah. And so now their eyes are open about possibilities that they had never experienced before. Right. And the same thing can happen on, at, at a basketball game, right? right? Just yeah. because if your family's not into basketball, you should expose your kids to all of these yeah. things just to see what's out there. Yeah, and what's I mean, possible. there's so many like um, other things that you can get into, like from basketball. Like you can use use basketball. Don't let basketball use you. That's what my mom always tells Ooh, me. Oh, say that again. Use basketball. Don't let basketball use you. Ooh, she's good, good one, right? Yes. Thanks, mom. Yes. But hashtag. I mean, thanks, mom. Yeah. So she. Um, <laughs> Whether it's basketball, volleyball, motorsports, like anything, like you're not just confined to that one thing. Like there's so many people you can meet, you can travel, mm -hmm. like meet your best friends, meet your husband, meet your wife. You never know. Meet all these people. Get um, any candidates on that husband thing? No, none. Are we shopping? Kind of. What's your type? I don't know. Oh. I thought I knew, but my mom's like, you don't know anything. <laughs> She's like, you just keep dating the worst people. So, well, I think we all have this. That, that's what to me. That's what the twenties are: is dating just all the worst dating people. Dating the worst people on this planet, <laughs> and they all just come to my well, <laughs> come and to it, my face. Well, let's not call them out tonight. You know. But you know, <laughs> let's not use any names here. Oh, never, okay. never. But you know, I think there is a little bit of the aspect that women have a little advanced maturation in their 20s yeah. and it takes a little while for the guys to catch up and get on the same page sure. so just you know oh yeah takes time. I'm, I'm chilling and you know I'm just really focused on you know basketball and like I said like what's next and you know that's not just like family like being a mom getting married all that stuff there's like so many other things because like basketball is gonna end one day and I don't want to be stuck like oh, is there career aspirations that you have after basketball that you've thought about? I would about? love to be a GM of a team. Ooh. Yeah. An NBA team obviously would be amazing, but WNBA team would be cool too. If we could get the WNBA like on the same page as the players all the time, I would love to like go work for the league. But like so many players opt to go work for the NBA for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I wish that more players would come work for WNBA, you know, help turn it around a little bit. Yeah. So maybe I could be one of the first that, you know, can do that, but we'll see what happens. But right now I'm just focused on, you know, being the best player and teammate that I can be for this team. And you're doing a great job thank of it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. No, thank you for I, having me. I really And I would say good luck tomorrow, but I feel like my Indianapolis loyalties, I have to be careful about how much I cheer you on tomorrow night. <sighs> just golf claps. <laughs> Or we snap. We do snaps in practice, so you can snap. I can and just snap. People will be like, what is she snapping for? And they'll be like, don't worry about it. I got it. It's our I secret. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stay in touch. And I really appreciate you being yeah, here today. Of course. Thank you. I'm not coming down. So I put a link in the show notes of a video I found the day of the 2018 WNBA draft 
they sent Lexi a video message from her dad, D. Brown, and it is just absolutely sweet and encompasses everything that you could feel from Lexi about how much family means to her. What a great role model she is, which is also a great reason that we should go out and support the WNBA and see strong women in action. I hope you'll take that as a call to action as a result of the episode today. And of course, I'll put the links to all of Lexi's social media in the show notes as well. And our reflection question for today, is there someone that you could be a role model for right now? Is there someone that as you look around in your circle, you think, yeah, I could do my part and reach out and extend that offer to someone in your circle? Thanks so much for being here. As always, if you need a coach or a keynote speaker, I'm your girl. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. I'm not coming down. I never